Well, French Open is getting sort of almost to the business end of things. Uh, people getting knocked out, people going through. The man with his finger on the pulse over there is our tennis commentator, Craig Gabriel. Craig, um, I see that uh, one of the, I suppose, one of the most loved tennis players uh, in the history of the game, Roger Federer, has made it through. Just made it through uh, by the skin of his teeth, really. Um, he defeated Dominique Kopfer of Germany, who's ranked in the 50s as a lefty, and he, and. I really haven't seen him play that much uh, over the years, but uh, he certainly stood his ground uh, tonight or early hours of the morning here in uh, in Paris and uh, gave Federer one heck of a shake. It was seven six six seven seven six seven five. Um, Federer was definitely rattled in this, but the fact the thing is he's through. He's into the last sixteen which is the start of the business end of the tournament. And it's the 68th time at the majors that Federer has reached the last 16 or better. And uh, that is a, uh, he's, um, you know, he's extended the record that he already held. Um, what about the, the other big names? Uh, I think I saw that Djokovic had a, a very, very comfortable win. Um, Nadal, does he, does he look like no one can stop him? Um, at the moment. Yeah. I mean, uh, but, Look, I think we're heading towards a Nadal-Djokovic semi-final. I mean, Federer is in between the two of them, but I can't see Roger um, getting to that stage. He, he plays Matteo Berrettini in the next round, and I think he could lose to Berrettini, but I still think yeah, it, it should open up for Nadal to play Djokovic in the uh, semis. I'd still go with Nadal as well as Novak is playing. What about um, Daniil Medvedev? How's, how do you rate his chances? He's seeded too, I see. Yeah, he is, and he'll be playing tomorrow. He plays at Chilean, the number 22 seed, Christian Garin, who is a clay quarter. So um, Daniil could be in a bit of trouble there. Now, the interesting thing about uh, Medvedev is that he never won a match, a singles match at the French Open. This is his fifth year, and this is the first time He's won a match at the French Open. Even coming into the French Open, he hadn't won a match on clay. I'm talking clay when I say he hasn't won a match. And here he is now uh, in the last 16. And he says the reason is the balls that they're using this year, which he really likes, and also the weather has been pretty warm and dry up to the last day. And that's allowed the courts to speed up a bit and play more like a hard court. So that's helped uh, Daniil. Um, whether he gets to like semis or final, not sure at this point. But he's certainly uh, doing well at the moment. Uh, on the women's side, I see Coco Goff um, got a walkover. It, 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 in your experience, is that a good thing to have or would you rather play the game through? Is, is it better to have the rest well, or, or better to have the experience of a, of a tougher game? Yeah, look, it, it, I thought it just depends on the player and what they've done up to that point. Um, she'd won the first set 6-1 from Jennifer Brady and that's when Brady retired. Um, I don't think Coco is going to really mind, even if she had played a long match, it wasn't going to bother her. She's 17 years old and she should have all the energy in the world and, and uh, um, you know, so either way, I don't think it's really an issue for Coco Gauff. And uh, she's such a talent. She's great to watch. And she's a very nice personality as well. 
Yeah, tennis is uh, the women's tennis tends to throw up quite a few of those, uh, don't they? How's the um, the fallout been now? For, uh, now that it's been a few days uh, about Naomi Osaka pulling out, I know there's a lot of sympathy, quite rightly, around the world for um, you know her, her mental health issues and and sort of anxiety and stress. But how's it impacted on the rest of the tournament and on the players and the relationship with the press? Well, I think it's calmed down a little bit in the last day or two. I think that obviously there was so much uh, action and, and talk and discussion and all that about it. So, but certainly in the last couple of days or day or so, it has calmed down and there's more concentration on what's happening on the courts, etc. Um, you know, in my view, the original issue has been thrown to one side. And that was the fact that... Uh, she uh, did not want to do these press conferences. Only afterwards, when she apologized for her timing and also the fact that she hadn't explained herself properly or clearly, um, you know, that the whole mental issue aspect has, has surfaced. Now, yeah, you've got to be taking care of anybody who's having mental health problems. Um, but, you know, I also talk, you say about um, Naomi Osaka, it's fine when she seems to be on the tennis court. I don't get it. I mean, um, there's a lot more mental stress, I would say, on, a, on the actual playing a match. And uh, she's made use of the media in the past, well and truly, when she was starting to come through and there was this innocence about her and she, you know, the media lapped it up and she played it up. And then last year, um, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, she got her political points across and used the media for that. And suddenly it's all changed, um, you know, so there's, there's still some that feel a little bit slighted by the whole thing and the way it was done. And, and there's also a view as if she was feeling so strongly about this and, and, you know, it's sad if how, you know, depending on how bad it is, but why didn't she use the media to her advantage on that score to, to open up greater discussion about the mental health issue instead of unilaterally taking the stand that she did, which was breaking every rule that was around. And people are not understanding um, about how this sport works. I'm not saying you don't provide her with every assistance possible, but that was also tried and approached. She was approached and she turned her back on the authorities that approached her from the French Federation trying to find out a bit more about her health situation, her well-being, etc., and she refused to speak with them. Yeah, that's I, I, that's. I think that's very well put, Craig. It, it sort of echoes a lot of my sentiments. And although it may have been tough for her, can you imagine if she'd have just sat down at her first press conference and said, "Hey, guys, before we start," and then just put a point across? I don't think anyone in there would have had a go or attacked her. I think they would have been all been empathetic. No, exactly right. And the other issue of this is that. She's brought more negative or more attention to herself, which I would think is playing even greater on the whole mental health issue that she's experiencing. 